I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie guys. I've been dreading when Andrew hit record on this thing, because I knew I was going to have to look at Christian's face who just nailed the pick from this week, this from the uh, women for the Olympics. And here I got Andrew who nailed it the last week. And I'm the guy, I'm the odd man out once again. So Alan, you suck. I'm just going to be honest with you. You maybe need to listen to the young guys for once. Just saying. Well, so for that very reason, I decided to bring reinforcements to talk about golf. And, and, and I brought in, brought in one of the older guys, seasoned veteran, shall we say, longtime supporter of Golf Talk Live when we were solely on the radio and now joining us for the first time since we are the 19th hole here on wow. podcast, heard everywhere, the one and only sports legend, Mike Kern. Now, I will let you know this. I do a, a story for betters insiders every week. It's a, it's a website that we've been trying to get going. Some guys from the daily news for, we had to deal with parks, then the pandemic hit, then we didn't have a deal. But anyway, I do a golf thing for them once a week where I pick, I try to steer you in the right. And then sometimes I do. Okay. Last week I had three guys in the top 10. So I got two top fives in a tie. I had Ian Poulter. I think he finished 10th. I had Berger and, um, Casey, I think I fifth, but my the, the main pick, and I never pick favorites, was Kepka, and he stunk. So, and I was not happy about that. All right. But, so, you, well, I, I I'll say this. I'll say That's this. Why we you're do, with we me this do, week. We didn't do pickums, but I, I'll say this. We were talking Christian, and I, Abraham Answer was my guy that I wanted to see bring it home on Saturday, and guy got it done. So, I know I was a little Harris, late. To Harris this. English. You could have had Harris English or DeChambeau on the back nine on Sunday. And it wouldn't have been good. See, See when I said when I said Christian when I said that Mike was going to come on it was going to very on structure free free flowing I, I didn't even get a chance to get in the bullet points I wanted to talk about and we're already going on a direction here I mean if you what, were, what's yeah. a bullet point yeah, exactly <laughs> show notes are, they're always ripped up I don't even know why we do them anymore honestly the show notes just need to be thrown all away. right so we're going to like, think show notes have happened since day one well let me tell you what I want to talk about I want to talk about changing the guard of the LPGA I want to talk about Bryson. And yeah, you guys are already going down the road with the, the World Golf Championship, so let's just keep going right there. Well, I want to I want to throw something. I know I know we spoke about it a little bit, but the listening audience needs to hear just because the kid played so well. Christian shot sixty seven this past weekend and lost. I just want that to be known in a two man best ball. You shoot four under and lose. That is like unheard of. So I have to give him the props where it was due because it was pretty impressive and it was a heck of a match coming down the last nine. But I sorely felt bad that he lost shooting sixty-seven when but I'm shooting on, one this over. This is on the he- this is on the heels of our text, our, our group text, where you're constantly chiming in saying I didn't contribute anything on, on on our match when you came down to visit me. So I mean, you should be well, used to this at this point, young man. No, no, listen, listen, listen. I was on the other team. I played against Andrew. I was on the I, other I, team. I understand that. But Christian, you should be you should get used to your partners not coming through for you. Oh, I my my back is I, I need to go to like a chiropractor. It hurts so bad. I'll tell you, I'll say this, and, and Mike's just completely out of the loop on this one, but I'll <laughs> say this, and Christian can back me up. There I'll was a couple there was I'm a couple following. of there was a couple of holes on the back nine where we both drilled like 20 footers for par saves. They just made it just like one of those like historical matches. It may not have been on the, you know, TNT well, or the, you know, CBS like these guys, but 
This, it was our own version of TNT. Well, I, I, I hate to go there already, but we probably should. I mean, you get the perfect lead, and you might as well tell everybody about why you're making those 20-footers. Oh, I was going to say, our good friends over at Perfect Practice were very, there very happy go. after last weekend. <laughs> my, my putting stroke was back. My putting stroke was on point. We won't talk about Saturday because it's pretty bad. But, um, we, yes, we can't talk about rolling the rock. Can't, can't talk about putting well without bringing up our good friends over at Perfect Practice Putting Mats. They are the official training aid and put and putting training aid of Golf Talk Live and our 19th old podcast, which you're listening to right now. These mats are the realest of deal. And if you're looking to get better at putting, they need to be tried out and need to be used. They work for the best players in the world like Dustin Johnson, and they work for guys like you and me. So they're going to work for pretty much anybody in any shape and size. They come in three main sizes, all the way from their compact edition up to their XL version. It stretches out to 15 feet when fully extended. So if you're looking to get a hold of this phenomenal product, use our code GTL15. Again, that's code GTL15 for 15% off your mat today. Again, if they're good enough for the world's best, like Dustin Johnson and having him get better, they're going to be good enough for you you and me. And uh, I can personally endorse them after my putting performance this weekend. All right. So let me get us back on, on wait point minute, wait here. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what's amazing about golf, guys? And I think I actually saw Dustin use that a couple of years ago. I may, maybe. But I, it, what's amazing about golf is, even if you're like me, if you put a good stroke on a ball, you're going to get good results. Amazing. Like, you know, if I put a good swing on a ball, hey, something good's going to happen. And if I don't, something bad's going to happen. So, it's, like, it's like a diet. It's like, how do I lose weight? I don't know. You eat less and work out more. Uh, okay. Charge you 15. You know, whatever. Any aid you can get that helps you get better is is and look, I know there's a million aids out there, but you can find the right ones and you will get better because that's the only way you get better in golf. You have to work at it. I'm not a worker, I kind of take whatever is now this stage of my life, but it does work. People, I'll say this I got it over this shoulder or this shoulder. It, it's it's great, it helps just make making sure you get that that on point stroke, which is nice. So, if it, if it helps you between the ears, that's worth the price all by itself. Bingo. Without question. Bingo. Without question. And and I was just going to say to try to bring us back to my bullet points because for the one for one time I'm trying to stay on the show notes. Mm-hmm. You know Shocking. who else actually? You know who actually has used it? Nelly Corda. There you go. And, and and that's where I wanted to bring back. Are we seeing? And Mike, you got perspective on this. Are we seeing a changing of the guard in the, on the LPGA tour from your from your perch? What do you mean that the Americans will actually? It'll be an American tour. Well, I have I have a statistic here actually. For the okay, f- look, I have to admit I'm going to be totally honest here. I don't follow the LPGA tour as much as I did when I worked at the paper. I still go down to the shop right every year. I'll be down there this October, and I will uh, see you there. <laughs> and I, I I we used to cover McDonald's and shop right every year. And I remember a time when I covered the tour when it was Betsy King. Um, uh, oh, God, I'm going to leave names out. But uh, Nancy, um, Patty Sheehan. I mean, you know, it, it was it, we covered it like it was a, a, a real tour. What it's become is, you know, because there's so many Asians that have dominated through no fault of them or no fault of whatever, that it's become a harder tour, I think, to follow for Americans and and. I don't mean that in a in a um, anti-Asian way or anything like that, but uh, it's just hard. And what happens, I've seen like in the last eight, 10 years, you'll get a player that dominates for a year or so. 
You know, Envy Park was the greatest golfer. Then some, you're, you're saying, what happened to her? Then Lydia Ko comes along. Then, and I think Americans are rooting so hard for an American to, you know, the girl that lost the, the major this year when she played horrible, that, who, Lexi Thompson. I think we, we're always rooting for that because we want, I just don't think we're ever going to see that. And I don't mean that Nelly can't win more majors or can't be one of the better players in the world, but there's just so many Asians and they keep coming and it's not going to stop. So I don't know what you do about that. How do you make women's golf better in this country? I don't have an answer. I think, I think it's, I think it's actually what we're seeing. Okay. Let me just, here's some, here's some stats. And by the way, everybody can chime in on this. The initial world rankings came out in 2006 for the LPGA. At that time, you had three Americans in the top five, Paula Kramer, Michelle Wee, Christy Kerr. In the entire history, since so for now 14, 15 years, three women have ever topped the list. Now, granted, you're going up probably during that period was Annika Sorensen's high point of her career. And then, say, Lorena, you, you and then Lorena Choa came after that. And, Correct. But yeah. Christy Kerr, Stacey Lewis, and now Miss Nellie Corda. Right. Are we finally seeing a reemergence of golf within the, the here? Not unlike, you know, we have Billy. Uh, our, oh, go I, ahead, Andrew. I was just going to say, I, I argue that I think that the big problem, and, and Mike, to your point, I think the big problem, quite frankly, is we all kind of expected, I, I mean, and at least I did, being that it was kind of our, going through our grow-up period, but we all expected Michelle Wee to be basically the tiger of the LPGA. Absolutely. And Absolutely. unfortunately, injuries kind of dwindled that. Derailed. Yeah, her, yeah. her parents got in the way of that too. So don't yeah. underestimate all those things. But, but yeah. you know, you have, you have a, a, an American that was supposed to be the one, and that didn't happen. So what happened then? Then it was open. It was open season. And I think you've seen like, like again, Mike, you you made the point. You know, there was a lot of Asian cultured players that came across and they dominated because they they learned the game from such a young age. And it takes a, a generation or two for players to be able to build up to that caliber again. And now you're seeing why now that these that generation kind of separation has occurred, where now you got the Americans back at well, the top of the leaderboard. Let's equate. Let's equate it to. Let's equate it to the PGA Tour. We have Billy Hurley on, and, and he's like, "We're seeing now the manifestation of Tiger." Yep. We're now true athletes are saying, "You know what? I'm not going to go play football. I'm not going to play baseball. I'm actually going to play golf because it was cool. Tiger played golf. He made a lot of money." Mm -hmm. and, and you're seeing that on the PGA Tour. I think you're starting to see. You drop name drop Michelle Wee. I think you're starting to see that. You're you're seeing little girls that are growing up here in the states, and they're saying. Hey, I could be like her, and I can practice. I'll tell, I'll, and I'll say this: she's not an American, but Fauci from the um, um, from Mexico, um, or Farsi from the Mexico. I can't remember how she pronounces her last name, but she's another one. I mean, she's a built athlete, woman golfer that hits the ball a mile. So you see these girls that are now in the North American area that are all seeing these girls growing up that are our actual players it's no wonder that it's taken a generation but i think you're going to see a dramatic change here over the next couple of generations because the nelly cordas the danielle kangs the other Corda sister that we we keep what we, we 
Yeah, Jessica Corda. You, yeah, you, she's 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 sitting uh, just outside the top ten right now. I yeah, I mean, you have a laundry list of players that are just going to be sitting there that are all American. That you you also talk, you know, the Solheim Cup. That's going to be more in favor, in my opinion, of the Americans and being able to dominate for consistency. Yeah, so but again, if, can, but again, can you ever get to the point where it? It, where there's four or five Americans, let's say, just for the sake of argument, in the top ten, I highly doubt it. I'm not. I think this is more of a Nelly Corda thing. That, but who are the young American girls when they're coming up and play? Who are their role models? That when the Korean girls come up, and I'll just you, you know, they have you know, there's there's ten, twenty, thirty people they look at. And and as somebody told me a few years ago, it was one of the people that won the LPGA. I can't remember. Girl from Europe. And she said, they just keep coming. Like, she said, every time you look around, there's 10 more of them. There's 20 more of them. And I'm just saying the law of averages, you wouldn't think so being a country as big as we are. But I think the law of averages just favors the fact that, they're, they're, you know, in Korea, it's six years old or seven years old. They might be being taught a certain way. I'm not saying American girls can't succeed. But, I mean, like, look at Lexi Thompson. Should Lexi Thompson be one of the best players in the world? Everybody said she was going to be. Well, where is that? Right. And, and to me, you have to have not one Lexi Thompson, but two or three Lexi Thompson. I think and you do. I think you one. do with the Corda sisters. I think that I think well, Danielle okay. Kang, Corda sisters. But um, let them do it for a while is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, Don't I think it, I think to... time's going to tell. That's I, okay, I guess that's my fine. point is general. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the next generation follows the Corda sisters and the yeah. Daniel Kangs to be able to see if that the consistency of Americans being on top of the board is going to continue. That's but but my let, the, let the quarters win three or four majors. You know, one major is great. An Olympic gold medal. Hey, my opinion on the Olympics is that golf has their four gold medals a year. That You know, ask, ask uh, you know, Shawfly if you'd rather have a gold medal or a green jacket. As great as the gold medal was. I'm just saying. So let her put together a five-year run where she's consistently, and maybe she will. I'm not saying she can't or some other American can, but again, there's so few and far between that they're already starting behind the learning curve, sort of. And maybe that will change in time, but I just don't see the Asians going anywhere. I, I just don't see why that would stop. That's, that's my point, I guess. Christian. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't see the Asians going anywhere anytime soon, to be honest with you. I do think that it's more of a Nellie Corda show at the end of the day. You know, I do think Nellie Corda has separated herself from the American side and the LPGA tremendously. I do and think great for her. Yeah, phenomenal for her. Yeah. You know, she's got the confidence right now. But, like, when you look over at the PGA, for example, I think the Americans dominate more than any other country in the world. Oh, without question. Without question. Except, except in Ryder Cups on <laughs> European soil. Exactly, right? <laughs> You know, but focusing what on on the LPGA, I mean, yeah, Korean golf. I mean, Taiwan, China. Like you can go on and on and on. I mean, they, you can't. You, they're never going to stop coming. You know what I mean? And we we've alluded to it a lot on the show already that like both tours right now, including Corn Ferry and Champions Tour, they're in a phenomenal spot right now as it is. Phenomenal spot, right? I, I think that they're you know with how well everybody is playing currently right now on both tours. I do see. I, I do think that the tours are going to get better over over the years, and all that stuff. So, I'll say this uh, to kind of conclude. I, I do think it'll be a it'll be a timetable, but 
I, I still believe I don't care what you, uh, I don't know. I, I think Nellie Corda set herself up, but I think that she's setting herself up to be one of the those Tiger esque on the LPGA that I think careful will now, change. careful, careful, uh, yeah. careful. Mm. Don't uh, let's not be throwing Tiger's name around. I, I understand where you're coming from. That's a that's a high bar. That that's you know that's a whatever. That's uh, like I said, and then also let's see how she deals with the pressure now. Because now there's going to be added pressure because every major she goes to, she's expecting to win. To now. The, yeah. Exactly, uh, yeah. and that's not easy. All we've I've that's happened to some of the Asian stars, you know that they, they they've gotten so much pressure on them after a while that they you know Lydia Ko was great and then she kind of they all seem to hit a lull at some point and look hey look go I, I hope Quarter wins five six majors and she's she's a you know she's the, the top American for the next whatever but again. I have my doubts about how that tour, if we're talking 10 years from now and we're having this conversation, I just don't think it's going to change a whole lot. It may change a little, but I still think the little is going to be, you know, almost like we see Matsuyama now when he wins a major, what a big deal is that now, you know, are the people in Japan saying, Hey, there's now we're going to have five Matsuyamas. I, I, I don't know, and I think he's a great player. I think he's probably going to win more majors. But well, I think I think we're going to talk about pressure. First of all, we should talk about our good friends over at Yips, Andrew. And I do think we need to bring up. We should our good probably we should probably then dive into the back nine at uh, at the uh, in Memphis this week. But Andrew, take it away. Obviously, our good friends over at Yips need to be brought up, and I know we're going to be about talking about it here in a second. But they definitely needed to be. They were definitely needed on Sunday. That's for sure. Uh, especially on the back nine, um, in my opinion. Yips, though, they are the official CBD and herbal supplement. We talk about them every single show because they're a great partner of the show. And they are the official supplement of Golf Talk Live and the 19th Pole Podcast, which you're obviously listening to right now. They are the world's first full-spectrum CBD supplement. They've created a way to have a product with zero loss to the degradation and plant strain profile, also known as the Lacey Effect, for all of you science people out there like me. Uh, there's no toxins, additives, or chemicals like other big CBD brands, and it's created with all organic, non-GMO, and gluten-free ingredients, so it's only putting the best in your bodies, which is obviously the most important thing. If you're looking forward to getting into this phenomenal product and trying it out for yourself, be sure to use our code GTL10. Again, that's code GTL10 for 10% off. Start seeing those great benefits today. They have an AM, they have a PM edition. You name it, they got it. Try them over at yips.co. That's their website, and get a hold of it at a discount using our code. So before we before we move into, uh, and I should have added this right from the beginning, beginning of the show. At the end of the show, Tommy Green, former major league pitcher, will be joining us here in the nineteenth hole. But before uh, we let Mike get away here in our little virtual roundtable and have another beverage, Mike, talk to me about the the the. Uh, the world golf championship. I mean, that was carnage on the back nine. Yeah. And, you know, apparently we had slow play issues again, which right, then right Harris here. English said that may have led to him making a couple bad swings. It costs. I, I, slow play is always going to be a problem. This is the second straight time that DeChambeau went out and shot, I think 32 on the front and then, didn't shoot well on the back. It had, it, like, was it a major? Did he did it in recently? Yeah, he did it, I think it was the U.S. Open, wasn't it? No, I thought it was after that. I thought maybe it was. Yeah, it was one of them. Uh, so look, it, it, and Bryson DeChambeau is an easy guy to pick on because he's out there. 
You know, right. he's going to say, I, I, I've asked people this, and, and I maybe it's not going to be a problem, but him and Kepka are going to be teammates on the Ryder Cup team, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it is a team event. And I know they can both sit on opposite sides of the room and they don't have to play with each other because they're not going to do like what Hal Sutton did in 04, you know, putting Mickelson and Tiger and all that. But, I mean, like, you know, is it going to be an issue? I don't know. Maybe it won't be an issue at all. Maybe it'll talk beforehand. Strickle will sit him down and say, hey, guy, you know. I, but DeChambeau ain't winning that argument because Kepka's got four majors and he's got one and he's viewed as an eccentric who does all this goofy stuff. And what he did this week with the vaccine stuff, I mean, and look, I know this is a polarizing thing in our country. I get it. But, you know, just don't say anything or, or I, I don't know. And then then your, your answer is I'm not going to talk to the press. You know, sometimes the worst thing you can do is talk to the press. And sometimes the worst thing you can do is not talk to the press. Well, well, so, um, I mean, you said you said it well. I mean, and I had it on my notes here. He, he is polarizing. The guy, the guy has. Oh, yeah. He's become the new Patrick Reed. He's the guy that everybody likes to hate. That's a good um, analogy. I like that. Yeah, everybody, everybody wants to jump on him. I mean, Christian, we've talked about that before. Now he's now he's catching heat from the European players, probably a little little mind games because he's not yelling four. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Don't put it above the European guys to play mind games either. They are they're very good at that. Uh, I mean, look, the guy he 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 has you know all the shafts are the same size. He put on forty pounds. And then he goes out and wins the U.S. Open at Wingfoot by four or five strokes. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Like, is he going to, to you know, what, what does this mean? And as we've seen, what it means is that if he, you know, he can do that. But every other guy out there can do that, too. You know, if Jordan Spieth has his great week, he can win. If Kepka has a great week, if Morikawa, you know, there's like a half dozen guys at least who can do that. So now the question is like, you know, again, where do you go from here? I don't know. I, I don't think DeChambeau's going to back off necessarily. I don't. I know Kepke's not going to back off. And they have to be friends for a week, I guess, or they got to play on the same team as a week. Wouldn't it be awesome? First group, teeing off at um, Whistling Straits. And I don't know, they'd be playing foursomes or four ball, whatever. And he, and he paired them up. Can you imagine – the story that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, guy, I mean, guys like you, Mike, will have something to write about. But Christian, let's talk about let's talk about everybody else. What was your takeaway from this week in Memphis? Um, I mean, Abraham answer first and foremost. I think it's long overdue for him to win. Um, he's thousand a percent, thousand percent. I'm glad you said it. Offer. I mean, he he His should. Caddy Andrew can buy more hot dogs now. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, I I plan on sending a note and seeing if we can't get Dale on the show. I uh, I know Kyle is a big time fan. We've had Kyle on a few different times, but we definitely need to get Dale on the show and see if we can't. Uh, Talk to him about his hot dog reviews because I gotta I gotta ask which one his best one is. So I love hot dogs. I love <laughs> hot dogs. And you know, and there's 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 a lot of guys like Answer out there who are just kind of maybe they've won once or they haven't won yet and they're knocking on the door. And they're all good stories. I mean, because it's hard to win on that. You know, people think because because again, because Tiger made it look so easy for so long, and then Rory makes it look easy for a while. Or, Spieth makes it look easier. Kepka wins four majors in a couple years. It is not easy to win on the PGA Tour. Just a regular weekly tournament. And Harris English was trying to become the first three-time winner this season. Which you know, that's Christian. That's deal. Christian's boy. I, yeah. I'd love to hear. That's the other one I wanted. to. Yeah. your boy there. 
Yeah, your boy Harris is he's been your boy all year, and I'm I'm curious your thoughts. I didn't really watch the end of the golf. Did he get paired with Bryson in the last round? I'm assuming. Yes. He did. Go I think he did. Didn't that's he? probably that's probably why he didn't play well, in my opinion. He played well on the no, front. No, he played, nine. but he played well like the first twelve holes. Right, he played well on the front nine. Right. I, I'm not a Bryson fan. I, I'm not. I've never been. Never will be. In my opinion, that's just me. I don't like him. I don't like what he does for the for the game. I think he's ruining his the game personally for me. That that's just my opinion. But um, I, I I mean Harris English phenomenal golfer first and foremost. He's playing great this year. I mean, like like we just alluded to, he could have won the first um, three events on, on tour. I mean that that's unheard of in, in a year, really. Um, I mean it, it's tough enough to win once, let alone twice, let alone three times. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you know, I do think Harris, um, I don't know what the Ryder Cup standings are like right now. And I haven't looked at him yet, but I mean, Steve Stricker, I think he's the captain. Oh, he's got to be a captain's pick. Got to be a captain. If he's not a captain's pick, I'm shocked. If uh, Harris English is not on the, we, we sat there, we sat there on what, Saturday, and we said the same thing. If Harris English is not on the Ryder Cup this year, the U.S. has done something wrong. It's, it's gonna where, be where's he at? Where's he at in the standings right now, though? You pull that up. We'll keep talking. I'll tell you this much. So here's my takeaway. Number one, Abraham answer. We've seen him at the top of the leaderboards. He's finally got it done, but we've seen him at the top of the leaderboards in some of the bigger tournaments and he's got it done now at a WGC, which is starting to become, you know, the, the unofficial majors, if you want to call them that um, because of just what they have in, in prize pool money and in regards to the, you know, res- the he's restrictions in, and everything in, like he's that. He's sitting at number eight right now behind Jordan Spieth. Okay. Okay. So, well, then he would he would be on the team if the team was picked today. There's no doubt in my mind. Now, what happens in the next four weeks? I don't know. But I think being eighth, you're going to be on the team. Yeah. But, behind him are Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger, Cantlay, Fino, and Simpson. Don't forget. Well, he should be. He, Harris English should be on ahead of Cantlay. 100%. Um, I don't know about Patrick Reed because Patrick Reed does have some Ryder Cup history and it's used most of it's good i, I think i think stricker goes goes he, obviously six the top six play their way on but i think he goes seven eight nine are locks if they don't change speeds english and reed and that gives him three picks i would agree to, three I picks agree. to play with yeah and i think webb simpson probably i mean he's the favorite this week the betting favorite um i think he has a pretty good shot too but like i don't know what stricker's thinking um uh, you know and I don't know how, whose advice he's going to take, but I think most of the time they try to go pretty much according to the numbers, unless there's like a guy of 15 who's just really, you know, maybe a Phil Mickelson five years ago or a tagger five years ago where they say, no, I got to take this guy because he's Phil Mickelson. I don't know if there's one of those guys well, out there. 18, I was just going to say, you got, you got Phil sitting at 18 and Christian, didn't he say that? Yeah, he's- but I don't, I mean, if you throw out the PGA, really? Yeah. What, yeah. And I don't know how the hell he's 18th. I mean, good for Phil. Hey, look, maybe he will take Phil. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say he wouldn't, but I just think you'd have a tough time looking Webb Simpson in the eye or something. But again, he won a major. So, yeah, I, it, I, yeah, maybe it'll give Stricker something to think about, I guess. He won a major. Yeah. But like, if you look at Phil's stats this entire season, he hasn't been brought up. He had one dream week in Kiowa, and the next thing you know, he missed, missed cut, missed cut. You know but I mean? let me let me ask you this: If now you you still have to play halfway decently, so I under and I understand that. But the way they set it up now, you could win the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup. You have one great week, and everything just aligns appropriately. Like I, I don't I don't hold that against Phil. I mean, he is fifty plus years old now. I mean, let, let's be honest. 
So what's, what's the harm in, I'd rather take experience to a degree if I want to have, if, if I have a lot of new guys, I, I may want to take experience with the last captain's pick. Yeah. If, if Phil Mickelson wins the tour championship, Phil Mickelson will be the first captain's pick. He'll be ahead of speed. You can tr- yeah. trust me on that. I agree with what you're saying. I would certainly, I didn't realize Phil was 18th, to be honest with you. Uh, I guess maybe the PGA really guys. I would certainly talk to Phil. Maybe I would talk to other, whoever he is. Yeah, you know, he talked to Tiger. I don't know. Talk to people and say, what do you think? about me taking Phil. Um, and then, But I think you have to talk to Phil. Say, Phil, how do you – because Phil's probably only going to play three times if right. you take him. I don't think he's going to play double on Friday or Saturday. And maybe that's not a bad thing. I, I You know, sometimes guys play five times and it doesn't always work out real well. So that's, I, that's interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't realize that. I, I said if Phil doesn't finish well the rest of the season, in my opinion, and he still somehow gets on the team – I do think that he would let the team down, in my, in my opinion, just from how he's played. I understand his experience is there over the course of his career. I, I get that. I'm just talking about just this season alone with how poorly he has played minus Kiowa. I, I, I don't know if he would actually. Well, play. and the other thing you got to consider is, like Tiger, his Ryder Cup record ain't real good. Now, there's very few Americans whose Ryder Cup records are real good because <laughs> they haven't won very much. Exactly. Uh, so I, I don't know what that means exactly. Because we always think of Phil as a great match play, you know, the short game and all that kind of stuff. That that's a real boy. I I, I didn't. Yeah. But what if let me they throw it the other way? What if Phil does play well in the playoffs? I don't mean wins, but just plays well. You I, know, that, I don't know. Then, then what do you do? I mean, that's a Steve. That's a Steve question, right? That, that's a captain, and vice captain. I mean, sure. that's. You know, that, that's 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 the decision to make. You know, whatever decision they make, they can't second guess it. They just got to roll with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, because, I'll like, tell you, like, tell you what we're gonna, guys. We're gonna we're gonna roll with is we're gonna roll up back up to the bar, get another round of drinks. Uh, Mike, always a pleasure to see you, my friend. We got to get I wanted, together. I want to do this again soon. Absolutely, and uh, you're you're welcome anytime you want to come back on. And because when we come back, we're gonna, first of all going to take a quick quick word from our good friends over at Survivor Golf Tea. But when we come back. Tommy Green, former Major League pitcher of the Philadelphia Phillies, Mr. No-Hitter. So, guys, if you are out on the PGA Tour, if you are trying to make it to the Ryder Cup team, or if you're Alex Vinay this this past weekend, Christian's partner, and you just need to get a little more distance off the tee, you need the Survivor Golf Tee. Our good friends over at Greenkeepers, Inc., have developed the center prong technology with external balancing prong, providing the lowest friction between golf ball and golf tee. Its height gauge allows for a consistent tee depth. It's the most advanced golf tee made to date, the longest rollout, and that's because it's made of engineering, engineering grade polymer. Comes in four different sizes. SurvivorGolfTee.com. You need it. It's in our bag. It's the official golf tee of Golf Talk Live, and that's why Christian Nazamus hits it so far. That is why I hit it so far, you know. I hit it as far as Bryson, but I'm a lot more mature and better than Bryson. Four. Some people don't know the common courtesy of golf. Bryson doesn't yell four when he goes off his fairway. Because we almost got killed. We did. I almost got. We almost got into a fight on the golf course this past weekend. You guys got to chill. No, we almost got literally. We almost got killed, and then we almost got into a fight. 
we had a ball get shanked in front of us, like 10 yards in front of us. Uh, we don't say that. It's snap fade. We okay, snap fade. <laughs> we snap faded it and right in front of us. And then I yell four because the people on the tee that's like up to our – literally to our right didn't yell it. And then you close it off with – I'm like, okay, they're, they're not going to hit a second one over here. Second one hits the bush sitting right next to us. Another snap fade. And um, I, I go, I literally go four again. Do I have to go sit in the cart where I'm both, well, I'll be safe. And then they tell me to F off. And uh, to which I said, well, you can come and make me. And then grandpa and a uh, little rat guy decides to drive by and he sees Christian and myself standing there. And well, they, they didn't come say hello. So it was, it was a fun time. All righty. 19th hole has a lot of fun on the golf course. Apparently. You know who else has a lot of fun? Our next our next guest, Tommy Green. We always love to have great guests join us here on the 19th hole. Relax, have a few beverages, talk golf, talk sports in general. And, guys, I've got a great one. Phillies, major league pitcher, Tommy Green. No hitter. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, through a little no-no. Welcome to the 19th hole, sir. Well, thanks for having me. I'm all about this, man. Right <laughs> <up my> <laughs> Where's the beverages, right? <laughs> well, we gotta, it's been a rough weekend, guys. I've been out of short. <laughs> Staying hydrated out. Whoa, yeah, sure in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, were, we were joking. We played yesterday at another course down there, which for the listening audience, you'll see on our social here after we get through the weekend here uh, through the tournament. But, I mean, we were joking. We probably pounded a gallon each when we were dehydrated because it was just so hot the yeah. last couple yeah. of days. I mean, it was it was intense. It has, that, it has that ability on the, 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 with the heat like that. It bangs you up a little bit. You can't drink enough water. Yeah. yeah. So – Tell us a little bit about your uh, – you're getting into golf. Okay. Uh, I, I know you hear all the time about the hitters. They never used to like to uh, to play golf during the middle of the season, yeah. but you were a pitcher. Well, you, did you get out to play a little bit? My backstory a little bit with golf. I mean, I grew up near golf mecca, sort of. I grew up in between uh, Wilmington and Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's golf town, mecca. <laughs> a little town called Whiteville, North Carolina, and uh, – and I grew up there. We couldn't afford to play, so I didn't really – I didn't play. I played one time when I was 13. Liked it. You know, I hit the big slice, you know, but you figure it out. You right. Know? I'm hitting it that way, so let me aim this way. And, you know, and I enjoyed the round. It was the only the round until I played – until I signed with the Braves out of high school, really. Uh, my first – my first big league camp, 1988, is when I really started, you know, attempting to play. And then, I, you know, you're hooked after that because – that's something I can compete with myself against the course, compete with myself to get better, more consistent. It's like pitching, you know, it's, it's the same way. I've, I've always, I got to pull the trigger and right. pitching and, and, and swinging the golf club. I've, I've, I've always said that the, 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 the beauty of golf is it's a game of a lifetime. Oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. You, know, you hope to stay healthy. That's why everybody's after me to play softball. I said, I'm done throwing. I'm done. <laughs> the only thing I'm hitting is a golf ball because I don't want to jack up my wrist anymore than it is. I've jacked it up hitting. So, well, I gotta well, be careful with the you know I, I, I strap it a little bit you know to help me you know stay. Well, Tommy, people that have not met you in per you're a big guy. You got you got to take it deep. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, you're like twice the size of Christian. 
drive for show, <laughs> putt for dough, Jack. That's what it's about. Even in these events, you can drive it. You know, but just bottom line, you got to be able to get in the hole. Yeah. So it's all about getting on the green, leaving your. Here's my theory: leave myself a shot in, no matter where. I mean, you got to be able to get off the tee a little bit. You got to have a shot in, no matter if you have to go under trees, you know, beside them or whatever. You got a shot. You got a chance. Well, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I joke because I'll tell you what, Christian, yesterday just lit it up this boy can flat out play so uh oh, man, i gotta rub shoulders with him yeah rub off on me <laughs> hey i'll get you free golf lessons for life right? <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you my contact info whenever you need anything just call me up i'll help you out no matter what yeah i've been trying to get the lefts out of my game a little bit that's the old baseball Easy. guy i mean you gotta oh, yeah. hate that left you can't talk to that one it's <laughs> a right hand golfer you can talk to a right a little bit but you can't yeah. talk to a left so, Tommy, tell, tell us the listening audience a little bit. Obviously, we always talk about inside the ropes and the life inside the ropes, uh, you know, on the PGA Tour. But not very often do we get the chance to talk to guys inside the base path. So, yeah. what was life like in the major leagues? What was life like playing with the Phils? And how, what was your experience playing Major League Baseball? Well, I tell you, I mean, that's a, that's a big question. I mean, it's uh, it's not that I dreamed of being a Major League Baseball player. Um, growing up where I did, my, my sole purpose uh, – was to possibly get a college education so my parents wouldn't have to, they couldn't afford to pay for me to go to school. You know, so it was really, uh, I took it upon myself, I guess, when I matured enough when I got in high school, it was like, you know, I can do something for myself and for my family. It was sort of a driving force for me to uh, kind of buckle down a little bit because I love the game. I love sports. I love basketball, baseball, football. I grew up in North Carolina. ACC basketball was oh, yeah. what we loved. We didn't have major sports. We didn't have MLB or NFL or NBA at the time back then. Now there, so we gravitated towards basketball a lot. But I got to watch, uh, you know, when I went outside playing when I was young, Sunday afternoon was a great time. If the weather was a little bad, Sunday, a Sunday game of the week, you got to see the best play. The Yankees saw a lot of Yankees, Pirates, Reds. A lot of individual guys. I had didn't have a favorite team in baseball. Uh, I had favorite guys, and, uh, and so I grew up that way. And uh, uh, and then when TBS come come in when I was in high school, I got uh, you know got to see the Braves a little bit. They weren't my favorite team, but you got to see more baseball mm-hmm. on, a, on every night basis, basically. You know they were playing on TBS, so. I got to see a little bit of that. And it's all my first so they weren't your favorite team, but you, they drafted you out. They drafted me, believe it or not. <laughs> you liked them at that point, didn't you? I mean, I mean they dra- and it worked out so great. It gave my parents a chance to see me because all the minor yeah. league teams were on the eastern seaboard. Sure. Um, South Carolina, Virginia, um, you know, there were, and, you know, uh, were the uh, – the, 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 East, the old Eastern League, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they were – let me see. You had the South Atlantic League back then. I played in Sumter, which was basically 90 miles from where I grew up. So my parents got a chance to see me pitch when I was at home. Um, and also, and then Double A was in the Southern League, which was in Greenville, South Carolina. And um, and Triple A was in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, so it was all relative within a four or five hour window, you know, total that they could, they could see me play for you. That was cool that, that my parents, since they've since uh, passed, uh, passed away and moved on. And uh, so they got a chance to see me play. And it was good, you know. And then the old adage is, it's one thing getting there, getting drafted, getting in, in pro ball, and there's, a, there's another thing making it to the big leagues, and there's another thing staying in the big leagues. Sure. And it's all about consistency. Yeah. Right. And that comes in every, I mean, every sport, every, right? every especially sport. in golf. Especially yeah. in golf, you know, I mean, it's all about consistency. You don't, scores don't come down if you're not consistent at, you know, at, at doing the things, getting off the tee yeah. consistently. You don't have to be great, but getting off the tee 
you know, you're able to play and enjoy the game, you get better. Of course, the short game gets better because you're putting yourself in situations that, you know, you're short game doing it. But baseball was my my love, you know, I was good at it. The one, go ahead. No, so I'm like, so really for me, like I like you just alluded to, obviously making it to the pros is hard, right? Yeah. It's extremely hard. Do the math. I have a few, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a few of my friends right now that are trying to get to the big leagues, yeah. right? I have they got a lot better chance now. You yeah. Know, the teams and the opportunities that, that many pitchers, if they're a pitcher. Right, he is a pitcher. And, actually, yeah. and, and so, as many guys that are keeping on staff. Yeah. Back back then, our staff was 10, the 10-man 10 pitch staff. Now they're keeping 13, 12, or 14, somewhere right. in that range. You know, yeah, so. but, you know, making it to the big leagues, obviously, like, you know, what was that feeling after you threw that like that no hitter? Like it's it's hard enough to get to the major leagues, obviously and pitch. It's but another thing to throw get to, get to the pinnacle. You know yeah. I mean? Well, it, all, it was a special day. Did I mean, you know no that hitter. you were? That, did you like? Did you yeah, think I, about that I, during I was, the game? Well, I mean, the last out really. I mean, I, I knew it. The, I knew it in the seventh inning. I had a chance. But the thing, the backstory is, and I've told it a lot. But uh, through the minor leagues, I had, I had uh, a no hitter in A ball, double A, triple A, with two outs, two strikes on last batter, lost all three of them. Mm. Gave up the hit, you know. So and the and, and they deserve it. They deserved. It. I mean, they hit pitches when one guy hit the bay ball hit a pitch this far off the plate, like a foot off the plate, one handed it, hit it right on the screws, <laughs> right by me. You know, I'm like, okay. I mean, what can you do? And right. the other right. one were just pulled in the whole diving. Just I mean, just three or four hopper through the hole. You know, it was just nothing spectacular. One was a broken bat in half. No different. No second baseman, no. Mark Lemke. You know, oh, yeah. back in the day, yeah. if he was an inch taller, he catches it. He went with about five six, you know, five seven. Yeah, those short guys like guys. us. You know, you know but uh, short I mean, guys get you. But it happened in the right order right. for me. Uh, the pitching, so the old pitching. adage of third time's a charm is more like fourth time. Yeah, well, we're seeing in the, in, in the big leagues. You know, yeah. that's uh, I had the chance to, to do it, so I realized it in the seventh inning. But you know, I've been there, one nothing ball game at the time. It's it's about winning the ball game, man. Sure. You try to push those thoughts. You take it one batter at a time and try to keep going. And then, and I thought about uh, uh, my, uh, I got two outs and the last guy was coming up. I mean, the last out was coming up. Uh, Tim Wallach was, uh, was coming up. Uh, and I got the ball back from the third baseman. And I started to go up and I was rubbing up. And I started to go up the back of the mound to walk up. And I thought about Leah was only my pitching coach with the Braves all the years. I had him in A ball, double A, triple A, and in the big leagues. And, uh, and in triple A, the last one I threw, the third one, I had a chance to throw. And after the game, after I gave up the hit, he looked at me because he said, when are you going to finish one of these bleeping things off? You know, <laughs> you know, get me, you know just, you, I mean, he was, he was one of my good friends, you know. I mean, yeah, I looked up. Oh, he, was, he, was a, he was awesome. But uh, And that's who I thought about. I said, you know, and under my breath, I said, this one's for you, you little bleeping bleeping. <laughs> and I, got, I, did, I wasn't going two strikes on that dude. I went right at it. He didn't get the grand ball back to me. He one one offer back to me. So we, we so it ended. You know, it ended in the perfect way. Awesome. So. We always talk about the fact that when you get to the when you get to the highest pinnacle of, of professional sports, you, you talk about getting into the zone. You talk about, especially in golf, guys get into the zone. And you mentioned that you really didn't think about it because I'm assuming it's just because you're so far into the zone when you were doing it. I mean, but, I mean you get a feel, you know. Um, when you, I mean, you pound in the zone. I mean, not necessarily. I walked a lot of guys that day, but a little bit more of a backstory. The game, I'm probably more. I mean, obviously, I'm proud of that one but the game i'm really proud of was five days later i pitched against the same team back in philly and three hit to a three hit shutout against them after they, they just saw, after they just saw they you get, they get another look at you <laughs> yeah you know and yeah. they still didn't yeah that's a validation game to me that's one that you know, terry, terry mahala said that mm -hmm. game is going to do you more much it's, it's, it's the it's the it's 
the fact that you know you belong. Right. You know, you I can do it here. Mm -hmm. You right. know, I mean, not that I didn't believe I could do it here because I'd had a little bit of success, you know, pitched well and and earned the right to be there. I felt like, but that that there was one no no one no way they were taking me out of rotation then. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That type of thing. You know, sometimes you're sort of insecure about. You know, all you gotta do is got like Vince Velasquez right now. He's probably up now. You don't know what's gonna happen. You know. He could be gone. He could be done because he's not pitching well. Right. You know, and it goes that way. You well, want to. Well, how do you think your, you, your name's coming up to go see the manager in the office? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. How do you think the Phils look this year? I mean, they've been hurt, man. They've been hurt a, a lot. I mean, to me in general, and to be where they're at. I mean, at the break. I mean, to be right. I mean, they got a chance to still win the division. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, their their side of things, the National League East, and because nobody's really running away from it. They're beating up on each other a little bit, I think, and you know, and everybody's kind of bunched up. But it's, it's, it's going to come down to pitching the defense, and I think if they can stay healthy, they, when the guys got healthy right there in the last one, the first of June, they were like fifth in baseball and run scores, and then they, they got the ability to put some runs on the board. They do have the ability to give up runs, you know, and it seems like in, in, in situations that – you know, they got to win some of those games. They got to win those games. They're, they they gave it away in the first half. They can't afford to do that in the second half because right. yeah. everybody's looking to make to make moves to solid up everything. And right. people, you know, the ability's there. It's about you know them just doing it. I think they need some pitching. Fans, you know? I was going to say, fans' perspective, just a yeah. little, little little more uh, strength on the hill. They, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always you're always looking for pitching. I think, and it's about the guys. Just guys, just. Uh, just coming together, and that's what so what we did in '93, and guys lived up their, I mean, to their capabilities, you know, uh, and had stayed healthy, right? You know, pretty healthy, and uh, we did because I mean we had five guys that won over you know 12 ball games, won 12 and over, you know, and started solid, solid, <laughs> solid, you know, you know, and I missed I mean, I missed the chance to win at 20 because I pulled a growing, you know, in the second half, and it cost me about a good four four or five starts. I mean, where Fourth or fifth start, I was winning the ball game. I started limping, didn't realize it. Manager come out the dugout. It was like in the, uh, you know, I needed like another two outs or something. I was winning four, five to one in the in the fifth, and with one out, and I started limping. Then he he come and got me. And it, I mean, I mean, those wins. I mean, could I mean, that could change your life. So there's a difference between your possibility. If I could have won twenty, puts you more into Cy Young. Right? Yeah, you sure. Know? And this and Cy Young and, then. And I was, you know, I, was like, uh, I can't remember if I was like fifth or sixth that year in the Cy Young, but. You know, winning 16, but you know, Mitch blew a couple of mine early. But you know, you had that, you had that border where 20 games is a huge number, right? You know, it's for a pitcher. You, know, you got the opportunity to win 20. That's a huge thing. So, well, Tommy, last question I got for you, then we'll let you get get out there and be able to start striping some. I gotta ask. <laughs> and hydrate. Yeah, and hydrate. <laughs> Who, in your opinion, if you had to name one, was the toughest batter you oh, had to face? There's a ton of those guys, man. Uh, the guy that were, was willing to use the whole field, you know, and the epitome of it, the head was willing to do that and have power to all fields. Back when I played, it was Barry Bonds. You know, he was probably the best, best, best player I've seen play. Yeah, you know, I mean, all the way around. People can out? say I saw him play in Pittsburgh, I saw him play. San Francisco, yeah, you know, I saw him before and after, you know, whatever people want to say. Yeah. Still, he hit a round ball with a round bat. It's good. And he hit, it, and he hit it, and he and hit he it walked, hard. <laughs> he walked and intentionally walked a ton. Right. 
and he stopped swinging at the balls. I mean, he took took the walks, and but when he swung, he center masked it. Yeah. And that's what was so impressive about it. He didn't like hit it off the label or yep. hit it off the end or whatever. He barreled it up, you know, and that's what was so, that's what was so amazing. But I think people ask me, oh, the toughest guy. And I said, the guy that really had my number and it sticks out to me. I think Barry hit like 200 off of me for his career, but uh, he was tough though. I mean, Gwen, obviously you get two strikes on him. He had you right where you wanted, you wanted, yeah. you know, so, I mean, he knew what to do with the baseball fields in or out of, I mean, yep. he knew what to do, you know, um, you know, the first seven or eight times I faced him, I had that on it. And I threw him pitchers' pitches and face it left. Yeah, you just and beat. Dutch would come in. He says, "God, oh my, he's hitting his pitches." Yeah, you know. And he says, "He says, what you want to do, man?" I said, "Why haven't we done that?" He said, "We went right down the middle with him. I stood down the middle with him." <laughs> we next seven, eight, ten times we're facing ground ball, second ground ball, short ground ball, second ground. It's like he didn't quite know right what to do with it. You know, I mean, but he, he, we hit. He hit I'd rather give up those 27 pitches in nine innings and get out of there, you know, and then hit line drives at the second oh, base with yeah. shortstop and get out. So, you know, that's, that's a pitcher. You learned that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have strikeouts and stuff like that. It's a, it's a macho thing. You, I think I, I learned that the less pitches I can throw, the better, you know, right. so, so attack the zone in your area. So if you're attacking the zone, throwing strikes, you're commanding what you're dictating on what happens for you know, yeah, they're going to put good swings on, hit good pitches and stuff like that, you know. But if I'm doing what I want to with the ball, you don't have to be perfect. But if I'm making quality pitches and keeping it out of the middle of the plate and, and, and that type of thing, that's a, it's a huge thing you know, oh, yeah. as a pitcher. My, well, one last thing for me really quick. I have a few friends, like I said, that are, they're in different professional. Like I have NHL friends. I have MLB friends. I always ask them the same question. Do you have any regrets of anything that you did ever? Sometimes the answer is a little different from each person that I've ever talked to when it comes to a professional athlete. Some say yes, some say no. <sighs> Anything that you would change differently from any type, like any game that you could well, remember? Major league wise, pro wise, no. Um, maybe when I was in when I was young in high school because I ended up hurting my shoulder. I had a pretty bad shoulder injury uh, with. Uh, I slipped my growth plate pretty bad. Basically, yeah. it was like having to get a doctor said, you know, basically a cap would come off. He said, you're pitching with a broke arm, trying to throw with a broke arm. And the repercussions of that, I don't know what hit me later, maybe have the the arm trouble I had because things didn't maybe did turn quite back and get like it was. So everything was sort of not in a line. Right. So it kind of, over the course of time, wore out sure. maybe quicker. Um, I'd like maybe is maybe it set out my – Freshman year of Legion ball. I played Legion ball. That's when I heard it. And I, I pitched, a lot. I pitched yep. a lot. It was just an important time in my growth. Yep. So I'd grown from like five seven, five six and a half, five seven, almost six two within that year. We're really from June to January. You know, then I pitched that summer. I pitched in high school my freshman year, you know, on a varsity team. And then pitch, I mean, I pitched, but I, like I pitched all the time, like I did my junior senior year, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, I mean I threw hundred, you know. 27 minutes my senior in high school, you know, so uh, when I was drafted. So, I mean, um, you know, that would have been one part I would change just to see if it would have changed, you know, it wouldn't have changed uh, where, like, well, the process I went through and where I was drafted at or anything because I was fine after right. that once it. Maybe the, long, I, maybe the longevity. Maybe the longevity. Maybe right. I wouldn't have the, the, the repercussions because I was end up missing the a ligament, the things weren't aligned, the, some of the bone was, I mean, it was just over a course of time it was, you know, screwed up and, you know, 
that that been the one thing I changed. Nothing in the end game or anything or any pitch or anything yeah. like that. Nothing. I mean, that that's out where it lays at. You put it you, when the bell rings, you're out there on the mat. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. That's all you wish for as an athlete, as a pro athlete. Just, just give me, just give me, just give me the, give you the shot, the right? Yeah, yep. You know, and that's, that's awesome. and that's what calls me. That's where I was better at a little bit. The impulse. I was in line to not really. Uh, I was to get that contract a little bit. That I might not have. I mean. You, when you're grown and a man, you got a family, you're trying to take care of your family. Hopefully put them in a situation where you don't have to worry about anything. And I was at that point, but I got hurt. And that's the humbling part of it because you were right there. Right. You know, yeah. so that, that'd be the one thing I'd be changing just to see if it changed my longevity, you know, maybe a little bit. Because I worked hard. It wasn't nothing about that. I don't have regret about the way I worked and went about it or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't regret anything. If people have met, I wouldn't have changed anything because I got drafted out of high school. So, you know, I wouldn't have met my first wife. I mean, my wife now, and I lost my first wife to cancer. Uh, but I met my wife now. I met her my first spring training with the Braves. She was down uh, down in the, the 12 girls who were signed to stay in the hotel where they housed us at. You know, all 130 minor league guys. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> we met them the first 10 days down there, and, you know, we, and it kind of come full circle. My catcher, Aaron Dalton, uh, reintroduced us, you know, again. You know, my wife ran into him at a function, and the way I look at it, y'all remember what Darren looked like back in the day. My my thing was, what, what woman on the face of the planet goes up to Darren Dalton and asks about another dude? You know? <laughs> that was her. I was my wife now. Awesome. Yeah, so it was it was pretty cool. I wouldn't have changed the thing. Yeah, I mean, my life, the, uh, the people I've met, and I get the chance to be a part of part of this great great cause now. Um, you know, and, and meeting y'all guys. I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah, cool. you people and. And, and we appreciate we appreciate you stopping in. Oh, I love it. Man. Chatting a little bit oh, and it's always uh, good to talk a little bit of golf, a little bit of baseball. Love golf. That's my out. Man. There we so, go. So. All right, boys. Tommy Green, thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, guys. How many times can you say you've been a major leaguer with a no hitter to his resume? Great guy. I mean, I could I could literally sit there and hang out with him all day long in the nineteenth hole, chilling. What say you, Christian? 100%. Tommy's a great guy. Tommy, if you're listening to this, you are welcome anytime, literally. I mean, you are an awesome dude. You're fun to talk to. The stories you had were unbelievable, you know. And uh, I do think, though, we got to get out and play some golf together. I, I'm very curious to see how far you hit that ball. You got you to demolish it. Dude, so. he hits it a mile. Hit, half mean, hits it a mile. You know, he, I think I'm just – He's a big boy. I'm he's a big boy. Fun. Next year, I'm just saying – Tommy Green, if you want to be our fourth in the Cadence Corner Golf Tournament, open invite to you. Ooh. You want to talk about a demolition squad? You know, I did actually put that on. I did put that uh, that invitation out there to John LeClaire, also, who hits it a mile. Because I said, hey, John, if you want to play for a winner. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Either way. Either way, I'm, I'm okay with either one of them. They both. By the way, my beverages are running dry. And uh, Andrew, what's your final thoughts this week? Uh, my final thoughts are thank you to our good friends over at Robach. Uh, as you can obviously uh, tell from our photos on social, they were able to keep us cool on the golf course. They kept us cool this past weekend too, uh, which is obviously beneficial with this heat index being the way it is. Um, that being said, yes, Willis just hopped down. He he got up. He was asleep. <laughs> I, he 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 down. Ro- sat next to Robox. Robox logo is a dog. Yeah, Willis. Willis. Yeah, there you go. 
right then you cued the dog to shake. I, I did cue the dog to shake. It was kind of cool, right? They they're gonna love that. Um, no, so thanks to our good friends over at Robot. Definitely appreciate them keeping us cool this weekend. Um, my other closing thought is Bryson, can you please just you know grow up? Because we we we're sick and tired of listening to your, you know, just Tom Fuller. So there you go. Okay. Christian, you got anything? You know, Christian, did you play well this weekend? I really didn't because I I I lost my match and it was unfortunate that I lost by a shot, by one single shot. Lost by a shot. But it's okay. You know what? You needed me because I cut I cut those I made those putts for you, didn't I? All made, uh, two of them. You made three putts all day. I did. Yep. And if you if I just had my partner make one, two, we would have won. Yeah. Huh. That's my closing thought. There you go. All right. You got anything else? No. Your closing thought. My closing thought is real simple. Continue, folks, to follow us on social media. Uh, Golf Talk Live, 19th Hole Pod. Uh, 19th Hole Pod on Instagram, 19th Hole Pod on Twitter. Golf Talk Live on Facebook because they're archaic and won't let us change the name. Um, Great having Mike Kern. Love that. Love hanging out with that guy. I can just go for, for hours talking just sports and all wide range of sports. And Tommy Green, as Christian said, you're welcome anytime. Uh, we love to have people just join us in the 19th hole, kick back, talk a little golf, talk a little baseball, talk sports, just talk life in general. So, uh, Tommy, appreciate you coming on. And uh, Christian, next time, try to hit it long and straight because. It beats my partner this past weekend hitting it short and crooked.